I think Doug Skeen is standing by, co-host Michigan Football Podcast at thewolverine.com. He joins us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And uh, Doug, Sharon Moore, putting his staff together, adding some NFL flavor, which I, I think is appealing uh, to college athletes in terms of chasing that NFL dream. What are your early thoughts right now on Sharon Moore and what he's done? Well, I think I think considering the departures that I I sort of expected to go with Jim to the to the Chargers, I think Sharon has been pretty measured, pretty been been very very considerate of who's going to just jump in, and, and obviously, as we can see in the defensive coordinator position, he just didn't you know move the next guy up, and it's not an easy decision to make because you got guys in that on that staff that had been around this defense for a couple of years, like Clink, who probably felt like they were ready to take the next step, but Sharon had to make the tough decision to bring a guy back down from the NFL that was part of the architect of this defense with the Ravens, and now he's the D coordinator at Michigan. It's a, it's a difficult juggling match with the competitiveness of these coaches and their their desire to ascend up the coaching ranks. So I think he's done a nice job, Bill. I really do. Again, considering what he lost uh, from you know his staff with Jim out to the Chargers, it's a tough spot putting that together. And the biggest concern is, do you lose the culture? Do you lose too much of the flavor that was in there that provided all the success? And is too much? Where's too much change? Where it doesn't look and feel the same for these returning players? That's the big question heading into spring and then obviously into the fall. Yeah, because you get through the semester, and that will be spring football, which will have the spring game on April 20th, and then who hits the portal? Who looks at this team after the spring game and they say, you know what, this might be a tough year because our next conversation piece will be 18 guys from that national championship team. A record have been invited to the NFL Combine here in two weeks. Most ever. Eclipses the 16 from LSU. You know, people thinking that Moore's just going to step in with no quarterback, no head coach. <laughs> who's been there, uh, what you lose in that offensive line. I get the twos are pretty strong at Michigan, but anybody thinking this is going to be another run at a national championship, maybe Big Ten, but now that's expanded with the addition of the four West Coast schools. I've been saying all along, even before Harbaugh left, when they won the national title, I think it was that week after that, that I thought if this team could find their way to 9-3 and three this year, it would be one heck of a season. That was before Harbaugh went to L.A. I, I agree with you there on that one, Bill. I, you just look at the offensive line, and, and you know I keep saying this, and anybody that knows the game well and if understands, uh, replacing almost your entire offensive line, and we do have some guys coming back. We'll have hitting a tackle. And we'll have uh, Al Hadi playing in the guard there, and Crippen's played a little bit of center. But by and large, you're going to have an entirely new offensive line with a new quarterback behind center who's the, you know new to the starting role. If it's Orgy or somebody else off the portal, God knows who that could possibly be. But let's just say it's Orgy. It's still a, it's a still a new position as a starter, and Corum is gone, and now you're talking about Edwards stepping up and all the other guys and the unknowns, and so. There's just so many new things out there, and without all that game experience. And then the other thing, Bill, that's huge is it's always tough for a group of guys to follow a strong group of leaders. And I'm not saying these guys can't do it. 
because the blueprint is there and they know what it looks like because they lived it and they experienced it. But now you just never know how the new folks are going to handle those leadership roles because when it's new, sometimes you trip a few times and you fall down before you get up and learn how to win again. And I think your 9-3 you know, prediction there or idea, even with Jim Harbaugh staying, was real. I kind of feel the same way. And so now you change the staff around. And the dangerous thing is always what you mentioned earlier. The transfer portal and that temptation for all these guys come out of, coming out of spring, if they don't like the new feel of the coaching staff or they don't like the way the new guy yelled at me, it's not the same as the old guy. The danger is anybody can just hit that button on their computer and they put their name in the portal and they're gone. And there's nothing that Coach Moore can do to stop it. That's the part that every coach in America is having to deal with. And, oh, by the way, I believe while you're seeing a lot of coaches just hit the transfer portal button themselves and try to get to the NFL. Like I keep saying, Bill, it's just more certain and regulated at the NFL level than it is in college. It's tough, and you have to worry about what your roster is going to look like. Not every year now, but six months from now, it could be totally different. Doug Skeen, former Michigan offensive lineman, five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s, co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas. You can hear it at TheWolverine.com joining us. Yeah, and you're going to get a team and players that when Harbaugh left, you're like, all right, you know, the strength coach will be here. D-line coach could be here. You thought Minner would go, but now more guys have gone. I'm talking coaches. You're going to get new guys, and you're going to get some of those top-shelf Michigan players that when the spring game is over, from the practices and the workouts, not the spring game itself, but they're going to look and say, do we have enough to contend for a title? Because they don't want to hang around and be a part of a 7-5, and 8-4 and four team. They want, to, they want to maximize the rest of their college experience. I think it's going to be tough not to have some big-name Michigan players, even with the new collective, the new agreements, Learfield, what they're putting together in Ann Arbor. These guys are going to go want to, if they're going to stay in college, which they are, they're going to go want to play for a winner and get paid for it. Yeah, and then the question, second one, you just mentioned the collectives and the pooling of money. I still don't think Michigan's going to play at the level that the schools in the South are playing around with. And we've heard the, the rumors and you hear the chatter about what it is. And if you know anybody in the, in the sports agent world or how that, that world actually operates, the average price of, of payments is, uh, from what I understand, about three times in the South as to what it is here in the Midwest. And so the incentives to take a hard look at somebody that happens to call mom and dad or my uncle Joe and say, hey, we got a package down here in the SEC to pay you to come down and maybe win here uh, and pay you four, five, six times what you're making in Michigan, uh, it just makes it really, really tough, Bill. I'm not saying that's going to happen. It could happen. But these are the dangers and the concerns that keeps every college coach awake at night wondering when the next superstar that he's got in the works developing is just going to hit that transfer button. I, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> you and I have talked about it many, many times. I think this, this, this issue has to be addressed somehow in college football with this portal thing. I don't think it's healthy for the long term of the sport itself, but that's a different discussion. But this is a reality for Coach Moore and his new staff. So everybody's settling in. So it's Coach Moore's job now at the end of spring football to make sure everybody takes a, a collective breath 
And if spring football didn't go the way you think it did, or you got some dark thoughts about how we're not going to be as good as last year, it's Coach Moore's job to keep this roster intact and keep the ball rolling in the direction that it was before, in spite of the fact that, yeah, the chances are we're not going to run the table next year and win the national championship because you got so many new faces. But you do have the expanded college football playoffs, so a 9-3 and three could get you uh, one of those at-large spots uh, in the expanded college football playoff. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion at Michigan offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, joining us. Before we're done, I want to get your thoughts on the 18 guys who have been invited to the NFL Combine here in two weeks. J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, A.J. Barner, Carson Barnhart, Ladarius Henderson, Trent A. Jones, Trevor Keegan, Drake Nugent, Zach Zinner, Jalen Harrell, Braden McGregor, Chris Jenkins, Michael Barrett, Junior Colson, Mike Samristill, and Josh Wallace. Who has who has the best NFL career, your projection from that group of 18? Because I'll say this, Doug, as I read it off to you, and I read it yesterday, when you, when you sit back and get away from the celebratory period of Michigan undefeated national champions, for any college or pro or high school football team to lose 18 guys like that, how do you come back and stay above 500? That's wrong. Yeah, that's a heck of a question. That's a daunting challenge, even if Jim Harbaugh were still the head coach and Butch Moore was still the OC uh, staff intact. That alone is a big challenge. Change change two-thirds of your staff or, you know, or more and key players leave, your strength coach leaves. That's a big mountain to climb, Bill. I, I don't know how you do. I don't know how you keep keep the expectations the same. There's going to be some bumps ahead for Michigan in 2024, and I think that's probably, uh, in my mind, certainly expected, and I think it's okay. Uh, we still have six months to celebrate the greatest team that ever played in Ann Arbor, which will be fun to do, and we can have some fun with our friends uh, as we celebrate here until fall. But back to your question about of the 18 guys, first of all, 18 guys is unheard of. And just obviously the top of the mountain of what Coach Harbaugh did in Ann Arbor and his time and just the long list of guys he's pumped in the NFL that are still playing. Uh, who's going to have the best NFL career? By what measure? How long they last in the NFL? Who's going to make the most Pro Bowls? You can look at it those different ways. A couple names that stand out to me. I think Junior Colson is a stud. That guy looks like an NFL linebacker. I'll be interested to see how he plays at that level in coverage situations because he's kind of a bigger dude. Um, but obviously a, a couple offensive linemen. I'm interested in in, uh, in Keegan seeing how he translates. Obviously Zinter coming off the broken leg. I think there's a couple offensive linemen in there that can play in the league a long time. I like both of those guys. And so, uh, and, and again, the curiosity factor about Blake Corm and the guy, how does he fit into an NFL program? So, I don't know, but the first name that came to mind as you listed them off, I, I, I think Junior Colson is going to be a standout NFL football player. What about J.J. McCarthy? From watching him his entire career, talking about him with Ballas on the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast. You know, it seems every other week with mock drafts, one week, oh, he's going to be the sleeper of all QBs. <laughs> Another draft, not quite sure. Uh, he's ready for the NFL. Uh, again, I think teams throw out this stuff to throw everybody off. Your thoughts, plain and simple, pure football. 
how good do you think J.J. McCarthy will be in the NFL? You know, it's, it's a great it's a great debate in my head, Bill. Quite honestly, the Alabama game and the Washington game, there were spurts of unbelievable throws. Going back to the Ohio State game, the, the touchdown pass to Roman Wilson where he threaded three guys. Some of the throws this kid has made just absolutely dropped my jaw, and I go, how in the world did he make that throw? Those are the kind of throws that I think many make any NFL scout do the same thing. Like, wow, this kid's got a special eye and an ability to deliver a football. But there are other stretches of games where it's like, whoa, that was high and behind him. In the NFL, that's an interception. Or that was down low, or that was in the wrong position where you get somebody killed. And that's where I probably get a little overcritical and think uh, that's not going to translate, therefore it's not going to work. I think the NFL development path for a guy like J.J. is he needs to get into the NFL and not be named the starter right away. He needs a Jordan Love kind of experience, and I think he'll do really, really well if he can get with an organization and have that time to adjust to the speed and the accuracy requirements that placing the football demands in the NFL. Because, again, if you throw a ball behind a guy in the NFL, it's an interception. That's just how good defensive backs are there. So if he can find a place in the NFL that understands this guy needs to polish his game up because he's got the skills to do it, then I think he can have a great career. But I don't, I don't like the idea of him being shoved, uh, shoved out there too soon to be the guy. I'm curious with Harbaugh's love for this team. I, I think natural, true coach-to-player love, when he gets the opportunity, how many from that 18, if available, when the Chargers are picking, will he draft? I think it just depends on needs and where they're at. But it wouldn't surprise me if Harbaugh tried to grab a couple of those guys, minimum. I think he- I think he absolutely would. I also think he'll be absolutely cold and calculated if, if as much as he loves these guys and he would take them, if there were a better player that he thought could get in right. the Super Bowl faster, he's going to take them and not think twice about it because that's what you have to do in the NFL. But if, if, if he had two equal guys, if you look at the talent grades and you say, all right, I got, my, I got one of my former Michigan guys and I got a guy from another school and I think they're about equal, that'll be a no-brainer. He'll take the Michigan guy easily. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s at Michigan. You can hear him with Chris Ballas year-around on the Michigan Football Podcast at thewolverine.com. Good stuff, Doug. Looking forward to our Tullymore Golf Resort Spring Football Summit coming up in May. Can't wait. Thanks, Bill.